Hi, welcome to another episode of the Loud Outs Podcast. CJ and Spilly on a Wednesday morning, June 21st. And why on a Wednesday morning? Because there was a lot of fun action last night in Major League Baseball. But two stories in particular that we want to get into today. Spilly and I had a firsthand seat in watching the Rangers and the White Sox yesterday. And one of the reverse, one of the worst review calls I think I have seen. We know that this uh, rule at home plate and catchers blocking home plate has been something that, listen, it's been ultimately good for the game because it keeps the catcher safe. I think any catcher will tell you that. Um, but what we saw last night in Chicago uh, was absolutely ridiculous. In a tie game, base hit to left field. Travis Shankowski is in left. Elvis Andrews is the base runner at second base and trying to score from second. Jankowski makes a great throw. Jonah Heim tags him out. The umpire calls him out the inning, and it was the eighth inning. Should have been over. Go to the top of the ninth in a tie game. The White Sox decide to challenge the play, and I get it. Do it. If it's close and it's late in the game, take a chance, right? Give the replay review group maybe an opportunity to mess it up. But the play was relatively clean. They challenged the safe out call. They challenged whether or not Jonah Heim violated the catcher's blocking home plate rule. It comes back that he was indeed out. However, there was a violation, according to the replay review back in New York, that Jonah Heim uh, did indeed violate uh, the rules. And he did not. Uh, but that is what they said, and it's just absolutely crazy, Spilly. I'm going to read you what they said and how they explained this thing. The catcher's initial positioning was illegal, and his subsequent actions, while not in possession of the ball, hindered and impeded the runner's path to home plate. I know you have seen the play. I've watched it 100 times now. At no time did Elvis Andrews not have a clear lane to home plate. Jonah Heim set up properly with one foot at home plate, the right foot was in then fair territory toward first base. The throw took him a little bit uh, in front of home plate, but he never even actually got in front of it. He was over it and behind it, and Elvis Andrews had that clear lane, dove in head first, and was out. It was awful, Spilly. I mean, just absolutely awful in what we saw and the way this call went down, ended up changing the game. Uh, that was the final run that scored. The Rangers lost. Bruce Bochy got thrown out. The umpires on the field got it right. And it does appear uh, that the replay booth back in New York got it completely wrong. And there is no recourse here, right? There is no, we can't challenge the challengers. Like it's a done deal. You'll get the explanation and it's over. And it was brutal. And God forbid this ever happened in the postseason, Spilly. People would be losing their minds, whether they were Ranger fans or not. This was a really bad call yesterday. And I don't know how Major League Baseball remedies this situation. How'd you see it? Uh uh, well, let me first say that you and Dave Raymond did a fantastic job on the broadcast. I do like oh, the uh, the the use of the word uh, bungled, which I believe that's what uh, Dave, Dave Raymond yeah. in his <laughs> in his Stanford education went with. I love bungled. Mm -hmm. uh, you were fantastic as well. And then I listened to it from the Chicago White Sox side, Steve Stone and uh, and Jason Benetti, mm -hmm. and they were dumbfounded too. So you have both broadcasts that are like, "What the heck is going on here?" Um, I've seen this play multiple times, not just in your game, but I saw one in the Colorado Rockies game a couple years ago. Um, it was a throw from Connor Joe in, in left field when he was still with the Rockies and he threw out, I want to say it was like Fernando Tatis in San Diego, beautiful throw. Um, it took the catcher and I want to say it was Brian Servin at the time up the line. And so mm -hmm. the throw, he made a baseball move to catch the baseball and, and throw a tag down. And so, and, and he got banged for, catcher's interference and the only way he receives the baseball is to move his body to go catch it there was no it was there was no intent same with jonah heim jonah heim watching this play he starts with his foot 
on the, on the outside part of the plate, like you're taught, giving mm-hmm. a clear line, and the throw moved him. The throw moved him. Yeah. And so if and this is where I've had I've had a problem with a lot of different rules because I understand the nature of the rules to prevent Buster Posey from being you know blown to the backstop mm. is to prevent a, a collision at home plate because the catcher's in front of it. We when we when I when I played in Japan, Japanese catchers were allowed to block the plate, and I was taught when I was there they're like, hey, blow them up, blow up the catcher. They know it's coming. They're they're they want to block the plate, and so some of the most devastating uh, collisions I've ever had. I I was never somebody that that went to go try to blow up a catcher. I didn't I didn't think like that. I, I wanted to either slide through them or slide around them. In Japan, I was taught to slide through them, and so yeah, but slide through them, right? Not knock them over. They would never have you. They don't knock guys uh, over. Slide uh, into them. Yeah, you slide as yeah. hard as you can, like you are blasting through the yeah. catcher. Here in the states, with the with the rule, no no players being taught to slide through a catcher. No. It, like it, you're you're slide through the plate, but do, you're trying not to initiate contact. So we've we've even without the rule, even without the rule, CJ. Organizations, coaches, players are not being taught to go blasting through a catcher. It's just not done. Mm-hmm. You don't see it at the amateur youth level. Like you're out if you don't slide in in youth sports. So, like at every single level, it's being taught for for position players and base runners not to initiate any form of contact. And catchers, vice versa, they're not being taught to go and block home plate until they get the baseball. So we've seen a, we've seen a sea change within Major League Baseball since what 2013 or 2012 when Posey was blown away. So for me, this the spirit of the rule, the spirit of the rule. It's like the tag play at second base on replay, where a guy comes off the bag for a tenth of a second uh, or one one hundredth of a frame, and and he's out. That's not the spirit of the rule. Yeah. And so the spirit of this rule is to protect the integrity of a catcher and to prevent some sort of initiation of contact from a base runner. Neither of which happened in the play with Jonah Heim. No, none of it happened. Yeah. And he was really frustrated afterwards was Jonah Heim, understandably so, and really at a loss more than anything, right? It's one thing when you get a bad call and a call goes against you, but you could tell for him. And I think anybody else watching this, then what is the play not go after the baseball? Are you supposed That's to right. stand in a position where he was and he was in the proper position as the throw was being made? And then you're not supposed to adjust if the throws offline even a little bit. And it was a great throw from Travis Jankowski. You're just supposed to let it go because it might be a little bit too close. You know, the rule talks about making sure that you leave a lane for the um for the runner. He had more than a lane. I mean, he had the whole the whole plate was in front of him. There was actually no part of the plate that was actually being blocked. He could have slid to any side of the plate that he wanted. In fact, Elvis Andrews tried to adjust a little bit because he could tell the throw was slightly to his right. So he then went to the left and tried to get that part of the plate and thinking that maybe he could be safe. But the whole entire home plate was available to him. I tweeted this out last night in the language from the rule, just so people understand, is that the catcher is not permitted to block the runner's path to the plate unless he is in possession of the ball. So by the way, you are allowed to block it if you have the ball. Though blocking the path of the runner in a legitimate attempt to receive the throw is not considered a violation. 
I mean, that is pretty much what we saw. The runner could be called safe if the umpire determines the catcher violated this rule. But per a September 2004 adjustment to the rule, the runner may still be called out if he was clearly beaten by the throw, right? So if you're out by a lot, it doesn't matter. You're out. He was out by a decent amount, um, but it was still a relatively uh, close play. And so just absolutely brutal. Also says in here, when receiving a throw, Catchers will often provide a sliding lane into home for the runner. That absolutely happened to lower the possibility that they will be called for violating the rule. I guess not. And likewise, runners can lower their chances of being called for a violation by sliding in the given lane. And there was a lane there and Elvis Andrews slid head first right into it. And it was really confusing and it made everybody angry, of course, because of the uh, situation. Bruce Bochy. Well, it, uh, cost the, it, cost the the, it cost the Rangers a game. CJ, yeah. like it's one thing if it's the first inning. It's another if it's I mean, this is this was the difference in a game. This was yeah. the White Sox taking a game from the Texas Rangers. This yeah. cost a game. This wasn't like that. That's that's where I understand. Like and, and Bochi post games like. What what the heck? I mean, here's yeah. a here's a former major league catcher that has no idea. And I feel like the umpires in New York and, and look, we love the umpires, right? Like. We've gotten a chance. I've gotten a chance to know all these guys. There's so many that actually live in Colorado. Um, but this one's a joke, man. Like, this is not spirit of the rule. This is almost like to the letter of the law. And the law is too many shades of gray. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what bothers, I think, a lot of people, especially the athletes that are playing, is wait a second. I'm in I'm in the middle of a of a major league game, bang, bang play. I'm an athlete making an athletic move. I'm making a baseball move. I'm making a, a baseball move to receive a baseball during the game that yeah. we're playing at the highest level in the eighth inning. And I can't even make a, a move because I'm going to violate a rule that doesn't make sense in the way that it's written and upheld. Mm. Like, th- th- like, like this one needs to change. The 45 foot rule needs to change. I mean, these are two that like, Call Nick Martinez now. Call him now. Call whoever's in the league office now and and, and remedy it. Like this is like that can't happen. That can't happen. And if the Texas Rangers, who are playing really really well right now, at the end of the year they end up like not getting a, a you know certain seed or not winning a division by a game, they'll be furious. Think about the huge investment you put into your team, and then potentially something like this getting in the way. Uh, our good buddy Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News uh, confirmed once again this morning uh, that MLB said that they overturned uh, that call yesterday because Himes' initial positioning was illegal and subsequent actions, while not in possession of the ball, hindered and impeded Andrews' path to home plate. His path was never impeded. At no point did he not have a clear lane to home plate. It's absolutely amazing that they're still sticking to this uh, even after the fact and having an opportunity uh, to review it. Ironically enough, also the official Major League Baseball account tweeted out a play last night for Manny Machado where the bases were loaded. He made a great play. He fields a ground ball, steps on the bag, makes a throw to home. And the catcher on was catching there if it's Gary Sanchez or not was in almost the exact same position that Jonah Heim was in. The throw took him in the same spot. He's essentially behind the plate. The runner slid feet first in the tag 
uh, was made. Now, I know the rules sometimes vary a little bit whether or not the ball is hit in the infield, but it doesn't matter. It's the same exact view that you have of home plate for the runner. And here's MLB tweeting out this highlight and saying, wow, Manny makes this look easy. Essentially, what a tremendous play uh, by him. So you wake up this morning. If you're a Ranger fan, still angry. I was as well. I didn't sleep great, Billy. This is the kind of stuff that shouldn't happen. The adrenaline was so high. I went to bed late, woke up a couple of times because um, I just could never get completely settled. That shouldn't happen. I'm just a broadcaster, but that's how much we care uh, about our teams. All right, let's <laughs> shift gears uh, real quick. Garrett Cole pitching against the Seattle Mariners and some drama there. Now, first of all, for uh, Garrett Cole, he pitched really well uh, in a good game for him. Uh, the one, a one that the Yankees eventually went on to win three one, but he goes seven and a third, gives up a run, punches out eight. He was going up against George Kirby, which made for a really fun uh, matchup. Kirby's a local kid there from Rye, New York. Don't know if he was a Yankee fan or not, but no doubt that was probably a fun moment uh, for him. But the excitement here had everything to do with Garrett Cole showing some personalities, some fresh frustration, maybe a little Madison Baumgartner in him as well, because he was not enjoying the antics of the nine hole hitter for the Seattle Mariners. Jose Caballero. Now, I will tell you that I've seen Caballero uh, a few times now with the Rangers playing, and uh, there's uh, there's no chill in his game. I don't know if I use that phrase right, but you know he is a guy, Spilly, that uh, doesn't care. Like you would think that he's a ten year veteran uh, who's been crushing this game and putting up big numbers because he's very confident. Uh, he's got some, I say, arrogance to him. He's comfortable, whatever the right word is. Uh, I don't want to insult him, but listen, he's just a guy comfortable in his own skin, despite the fact um, that he hasn't played very much. In the big leagues, he also has some antics in there um, with him. There was a play in particular when uh, they were playing the Rangers in which a ball was hit foul. He ran out the ball, uh, ultimately ruled foul. He was on the other side of first base. He stood there for a little while and then walked as slow as you could possibly walk back to home plate. And I remember thinking, man, what is going on? Why? What's taking this guy uh, so long? And there's just it's not even like showboating. It's just more like these different emotions um, that are going on. Uh, this is a 26 year old uh, rookie who's got 44 games under his belt all this year. Like never been in the big leagues before uh, this season from Panama. And so we saw some of that. And uh, again, just some of the kind of the antics and uh, the emotion and what you see on the outside from him uh, last night when he was facing uh, Garrett Cole. He was reacting to calls uh, that he didn't like. He was flipping his bat. Uh, not on after getting a hit, but after you know a swing and miss or a foul, whatever it was, and he kind of twirls his bat in the air, and he really got under the skin and irritated uh, Garrett Cole. This was kind of fun to watch. I love these things when I'm not involved with them. Watching guys get worked up and you know kind of gesturing at each other, and uh, <laughs> Garrett Cole wasn't having it. And then Spilly got a little aggressive um, with a pitch at one point to Caballero because he was tired of his antics. Yeah, so two strikes to Caballero, and he throws he throws one off the backstop. CJ, he throws one off the backstop over his head. Uh, message, message, no, you know, sent, you know, like this one's, it's not at his head, which is great. I mean, because he threw it. I, I would love to see the uh, pitch track on, on that one where it ended up because there's no way it was even in the box. He threw it uh-huh. halfway up the, 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 the backstop. Uh, so he, 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 it was, it was crazy to see it. You don't see it too often. Right. Like mm-hmm. you see it like a, like like if you're messing around with somebody, uh, but in a major league game and for Garrett Cole to do that, I mean, that was that was pretty loud. You know, your actions. He was funny post game. He said, you know, sometimes you just have to change the eye level of a hitter. <laughs> I was yeah. like, really change the eye level of a hitter. OK, that's great. Uh, that's funny. Uh, there's a little bit of of Caballero and Garrett Cole, too, though. I mean, let's mm-hmm. not act like like Garrett Cole's perfect. 
Um, Caballero is probably one of those guys that you would love to have on your team, but on the other side of the field, you can't stand playing against them. They're just, they're an irritating player. Uh, same with Garrett Cole. I mean, Garrett Cole sticks up for his teammates. He's always done that, but there's, there's some antics for Garrett Cole. Where you're like, come on, dude, save yeah. that. Um, but ultimately, you know, Garrett Cole stopped the four game losing streak. The Yankees still can't score. They scored four. Um, they are not a very good offensive team right now. I mean, if it wasn't for Rizzo having three knocks, like they're probably still playing baseball games right now. Um, the waiting for the cows to come home. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I want to know from like, I think I'm okay with the throw from Garrett Cole. I'm trying to think. Of, I, so I, I was in yeah. a game in Japan where a guy threw a ball over my head like that. And I don't know if it was for my antics or I don't know. I don't think I did anything. Uh, but he, he threw a ball over my head and it caught me off guard. I was like, what? And we, we cleared benches, both sides, but my Japanese teammates came and backed me up. Um, I mean, those are, those are (laughs) like benches clear for stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like definitely some drawing back and forth. That was definitely happening after he wagged a finger, right. At kind of him and the bench a little bit. And Garrett Cole just in full competition mode, um, wasn't having it, but you're right. And he really did enjoy kind of punching him out after the fact. But, uh, you know, he's an interesting guy, man. Like, you know, there's one thing where the game has changed, obviously, for a long time now. You want to bat flip. You want to do stuff. You want to show up a guy after you punch him out. Whatever. We just, we're there now. That's that's kind of over and done with. Um, but, you know, it's just something about his little antics that I could see would get under the skin of an opponent. And then when you get him out, you're kind of like, you know, you kind of that sit down punk kind of moment that you have. Uh, and Garrett Cole had it yesterday uh, in that seventh inning. Um and I don't you know. I, like I said, I've seen it. I've watched this guy a little bit. You know, he was a good story early on because he filled the need for the Mariners and he got off to a really nice start. But then you start seeing some of these things like, man, I mean, like you want everybody to be comfortable. I get it. But almost like just there's a little bit of line there that that might feel um, disrespectful or drawing attention to yourself or just like, let's go like in between just some things that we don't see uh, very often. It's not as, as even if it's some kind of like entertainment factor. It's just like, you know, screwing around almost in a way. And you're like, all right, let's go. We're, we're here to play baseball. Like get back in the box and, and let's go. Now, well, obviously we have a pitch timer and if it's within the rules, it's within the rules and that should be okay. But you know, he's, he took a strike and kind of, you know, bent his back and he was like, Oh, like he was very animated about the call. And then Garrett Cole imitated him and did the same exact thing on the mound. Like he was already done with this guy uh, through that at bat or the beginning of that at bat. So it was funny to watch uh, any, uh, potential fine coming for Garrett Cole. I mean, obviously that's an yeah, intentional probably. pitch. What yeah, about a probably. suspension? I, mean, I, I don't see a suspension, but I mean, like that's, I guess two things for, for me. I'm curious your, your opinion. Do you think somebody said something to Caballero about like, Hey, can you turn it down a little bit? <laughs> your music's a little too loud. Uh, or do you just go, Hey, crank it up even more. Clearly it's getting under the skin of people like fine. You know, as long as you're, playing well do do your thing we got your back um well who's gonna say i mean look at that team billy i mean that team is a relatively young team is tasker hernandez gonna say that to him is a eugenio suarez going to say that to him aj pollock i mean those are your veterans colton wong i mean a couple of those veterans not playing much not that that matters but this is a, a pretty young team the best players on this team are relatively young early in their careers like do you think ty france is like dude you know what we don't want guys throwing at us don't be animated Right, he didn't like the call and he reacted, and that's when Garrett Cole kind of imitated him. Then he fouled the ball off and just kind of flipped his bat to himself, like in frustration. And you know, it was just bothering an opponent. I mean, there's a part of that where it could also work to your advantage, right? If you rattle a guy a little yeah. bit, 
with some of those antics. So I don't know. I don't know if teammates would say, hey, you need to pipe down um, a little bit. But there's been multiple things that I've seen already a couple of times. Again, nothing that's, you know, unwritten rules or, you know, people get frustrated by it. This is among the players. And if you want to get annoyed by it, you get annoyed by it. And if you don't, if it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother you. I don't, I don't have a, a strong opinion either way. Um, but if it gets a guy bad and it, get, it gets irritated by it, it, it's entertaining as long as nobody's getting hurt and you're not trying to drill a guy because of it. Like, I don't have a problem with you knocking him down. Like, Hey, this guy's getting on my nerves and I feel like he's showing me up. I'm going to do something about it. I'm okay well, with it. Just don't hurt anybody. I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it too. I, I do th- uh, I just feel it's always funny to hear pitchers lie about, oh, ball got away from me. Uh, you know, like just go, yeah, I threw it off the backstop. This guy's tired. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't want to hear uh, sometimes you got to change your eye level. <laughs> it was funny though. Uh, just go, hey, look, this guy's annoying. I, I was getting annoyed. Maybe, you know, like you got a little bit of the best of me right there, but I let him know I'm yeah. tired of this stuff. And then I, I blew his doors off and whacked my finger at him because he shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer it if we're just honest with these things. Yeah, I drilled him. The guy's tired. I yeah, squirt him problem, up in the yeah. back. I didn't hurt him. He's fine. He's he's a D-bag. So what? Like, <laughs> so, wouldn't that be great if, if the would. players were like that? The problem is, I guess, is that now you're admitting guilt. And so it makes it very easy for Major League Baseball to then perhaps give him a suspension if they decide to go six games just to disrupt the Yankees rotation, like to actually make it count for something and say, we can't have this. We can't have guys admitting that they've done this. Uh, there's going to have to be a penalty. That That's the only thing I'm with you. The refreshing, no hold barred, no holds barred, no punishment for it and say, yeah, this guy gets on my, under my nerve. I hate that. I hate this guy. I hate his antics. And so I wanted to sell one over his head. I mean, it wasn't even close. It wasn't like it went over his head and he had to duck. I mean, what, 15, 20 feet, maybe. It was wild, but anyways, oh, higher than that. <laughs> yeah, higher than that. It, yeah. it was worse than Webayama's uh, first pitch yesterday. Uh, not sure if you saw Victor Webayama, who's going to possibly be the first overall pick. He's a seven foot four. Yeah. Uh, he's like a stretch. He's not a five. A five is a center. You know that. He's maybe a yeah. stretch four, but um, Webby threw a first pitch at <laughs> the Yankee game, and. Uh, it didn't look, it didn't go very well. It was, it was almost as bad as 50 cent. So yeah. that was, uh, Oh, here we go. Yeah. It says right here, pitch height, 11 feet. It was definitely higher than that. Definitely higher. Than Maybe that. when that's it crossed the plate was 11. I don't know. That's probably no. When it crossed the feet, it was, it was halfway up the batters, the, the backstop. <laughs> that had to have been 45 feet. My guess is it only tracks up to 11 feet. <laughs> Either way, it was a moment uh, and certainly brought some emotion, a lot of emotion in Major League Baseball. Those were just uh, two of the stories. As always, we'd love for you guys to join us on MLB Network Radio, Series XM Channel 89, 2 to 5 Eastern Time is Loud Out the Show. This was Loud Out the Podcast. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Sirius XM Podcasts.